There is a liturgical verse during Easter that borrows from our gospel lesson. And it goes, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. It's a quotation of of John chapter 20, verse 31. And it's a reminder. It's a reminder what, what this is all about. Christianity is not about morality or helping children to be good. Christianity is not about creating a political or or philosophical structure to bring order to the world. Christianity is not about making you feel good. It's not about inspiring you or providing you with some kind of therapy. Now, those can be side effects, and when they are, we give thanks to God for that. But they're not what the Christian faith is really all about. The Christian faith is this. Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And by believing in him, you may have life in his name. And the proof that Jesus is who he claims to be is that he, the Christ, the Son of God, the proof that he is the one that we should believe in to receive new life, the proof is this, God raised him from the dead after his sacrificial death on the cross. And this is, this is what the whole Bible is proclaiming. Jesus told the Pharisees at one point when they were debating with him, he says, you search the scriptures because you think in them you have eternal life. But they speak of me. That's John 5, verse 39. And now here, the apostle John says to you, the reader of this book, as bluntly as you you can say it, these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ the Son of God, and by believing, you may have life in his name. And Peter, another witness of Jesus' resurrection, says that God caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, who though you and I have not seen him, we believe and obtain salvation for your souls. And again, Peter, under trial and under oath, said that God raised Jesus from the dead and made him our leader and savior and gave us repentance and forgiveness of sins. And this is why John took such great care as he recorded the account of Jesus' resurrection as he did. He records Jesus' conversation with Mary Magdalene which is culturally bizarre. As a woman, Mary's testimony would have counted for nothing in her day. I'm not saying that's fair. I'm saying that's the way that it was. And I'm also saying that if you were going to make this up, one of the men would be the person that Jesus talks to, one of the the early witnesses. But no, he appears to Mary. And Mary tells the men, And when Jesus does appear to the disciples, they're hiding. 
No courageous figures here who are ready to take up Jesus' mantle and and die like he did. And then Thomas, one of Jesus' close followers, refuses to believe any of them. Unless I see the nail marks, unless I place my finger in them, unless I place my hand into his side, literally, unless I cast my hand into his side, I will never believe. I I actually, I classify that under, be careful for what you ask for. Because when Jesus appeared and Thomas was there, that's exactly what Jesus commanded him to do. Hey, Thomas, bring your finger here. Put it in my nail marks. Bring your hand here. Put it into my side. Don't be faithless. Be a believer. It's a dramatic scene. And an eyewitness account of the things that happened that Sunday morning. And it's all written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And by believing, you may have life in his name. In fact, that fits really well with Jesus' words to Thomas, doesn't it? Have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus intends for us to believe Mary when she says, I have seen the Lord. He intends for us to believe the apostles. God raised Jesus, and he is our Savior. He gives us repentance and forgiveness. We are witnesses of these things. He intends for us to trust the Holy Spirit, who testifies through the Scriptures, through the whole Bible, that Jesus is the Savior who gives us life, who gives you life in Jesus' name. Last Sunday was was Easter Sunday, and it was one of the strangest Easter's I've ever experienced. Although it was nothing compared to what Mary and the apostles experienced on that first Easter. And as I think about the Easter's that our brothers and sisters experience around the world, we're pretty blessed to be able to gather the way that we are. This Sunday, however, all the way through May 24th, seven Sundays all together, are a season of Easter. It's a a time that, that is set apart to focus on and celebrate that Jesus rose from the dead, which is cool enough in and of itself. But it also points us to Jesus as our Savior, as our life giver, as the Son of God in whom we should believe. This is a message that that has been important since the the foundation of the world. But it's a message that takes on new urgency in these days. There are folks suffering and dying from the COVID virus. There are many more people who are suffering fear, loneliness, economic need, and more. Substance abuse is on the rise, uh, as is domestic violence. 
Uh, I read an article that said that uh, pornography use on the internet is like at an all-time high. This all means that people are numbing themselves. They're, they're trying to face this moment and, and, and to just put whatever they can over themselves so they don't feel it. The cracks, the fractures, the brokenness of society are a little bit hard to hide at the moment. There are people who are short on food and lines at food banks that have grown very long. Even before the stay-at-home order took place, depression and anxiety were on the rise. Being closed into our homes has not helped that situation for a lot of people. Jesus' resurrection speaks hope to the hopeless. It reminds us that this world is not the end. That there is more and there is better yet to come. And that Jesus has won it, prepared it, and given it to us. And we receive it now by faith. And then, tangibly. But for now, we're waiting by faith in hope of when that day will come. Jesus speaks hope to the hopelessness. He speaks healing to those who are hurt. And he speaks healing into the brokenness. And his resurrection speaks mission to you and me as his followers. To be Jesus' witnesses, to testify that he is risen from the dead and that there is forgiveness and life through faith in him. We echo Jesus' words. Don't be faithless. Believe. Believe that Christ has died for you He has risen for you. He lives for you. That forgiveness, that that new life, it reorders us. It realigns our, our hearts and minds because Jesus didn't come in judgment, but as Christ, as Savior, giving forgiveness to all who believe in him. He has loved you. And now you love him. And loving our neighbors is an essential part of how we love Jesus. So in this time when we're kind of cooped up in our houses and we're in a lot of ways feeling kind of stuck, it's a good time for us to start looking outward. How can you love your neighbor? And maybe part of loving them uh, is, is making us, making us the church, aware. Making us aware of the needs that you see. Maybe needs that you have. But, but needs that, that come to your attention so that we can help in ways that maybe you on your own could not. Maybe it's an act of kindness to encourage someone. I will say this for sure. It is praying. It is praying for your neighbor. And maybe not just praying. I, I listen. And I, I hear in our society now, you know, when, when, when tragedies happen, uh, leaders like to say, uh, you, you are in our thoughts and prayers. And I've seen the responses in the community saying, we don't give a rip about your thoughts and prayers. 
do something. They're wrong. Praying is doing something. But they have a point. Don't just, you know, oh, I'll pray for you. Actually, pray for them. And if you can help them, help them too. Because then you are Jesus' hands and feet for them. Witnesses. But pray. Because God answers prayer, right? It is praying and interceding with God that no one else in the world can do. This is a gift that's given only to us. And when God gives the opportunity, we also share our faith in Jesus and point people to our Savior. Friends, Jesus rose from the dead. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. He rose for you. You have believed, and Jesus says that you are blessed because you have believed, even though you have not seen. You are people who have living hope because Jesus, your Savior, is alive. Your faith and hope They might be being tested right now, and that's okay. Jesus is faithful, and he he will bring you through. He will show you the real value of faith in him, a value that's beyond gold or silver, beyond any kind of economic recovery, beyond any health, beyond anything that this life can offer. He has given you his resurrection. And in the end, you have life in his name. Amen.